of the Steelers players. Once it became known over the weekend that Tyson Alualu was coming back, my goodness. And remember, I did tell you, this guy is beloved in that locker room by those defensive players. This will make a difference, but not just off the field. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way every Monday through Friday, bright and early in the morning. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer up Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates. One problem solved. I mean, that's a... And, and the way that it happened, the way that it happened, Alualu agreed to terms on a contract with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Two years and six million. This was the very opening of free agency. But he couldn't sign it. He couldn't physically sign it. Because he had COVID. He was down. And one thing that we always stress in this business, meaning the media business, but also at our company at DK Pittsburgh Sports, is there's a difference between agreed to terms and signed. And you will see very, very, very frequently the mistake is made that when somebody agrees to terms, the headline will say signed or even the accompanying article. No, no. Signed only occurs when pen meets paper. I mean, I understand there's electronic signings and things like that that are illegal now and everything else, but for the most part, it's still pen to paper. And in the world of professional sports, it is always pen to paper. So when Alualu agrees to terms and then backs out of the deal a few days later, you know, it's, it's not all that cool in the industry. It, it isn't. Uh, it's not going to be a great look for the player or the player's agent. But the player's 34, and he's a defensive lineman. He's not going to be going a whole lot longer. So I don't presume that Tyson would mind if he'd burned any bridges along the way. The, agent, the agent's going to have to answer for it. Even if that's unfair, the agent's going to have to answer for it. But from the Pittsburgh perspective, the fact that Alualu had signed a contract. Oh, whoa, whoa, see, I just did it myself. The fact that Alualu had agreed to terms on a contract and that the Steelers were still communicating with him? Yeah, uh, principally from... From what I understand, it was Carl Dunbar, the defensive line coach, and again, I'll use the term, beloved by that group. Um, Every bit as much as John Mitchell was for many, many, many years before that. Carl Dunbar stayed in touch. And there's not anything technically wrong with that. The contract had not been signed. The rest of the players, the other defensive players, 
who knew and understood the kind of hole he'd leave. And I'm referring directly to the middle of the defense, so I'm actually picturing a hole. They also stayed in touch. Cam Hayward, Stefan Tuitt, the guys that are right there with him in the trench. TJ Watt, Joe Hayden. They wanted this guy back, and they wanted him back in the worst way. And the fact that they didn't leave him alone after he'd agreed to terms is just wild to me. It really is. I don't often have a wow reaction to a story in sports. I've been doing this a little bit of a a while, you know. But when I saw that, I saw it was Joe Hayden that tweeted, Tyson's back. I'm thinking, what? What? Why are you even mentioning his name? And then you realize, wait, what? (laughs) But it worked, and they got him back. That is to the credit of all concerned, not least of whom is Alualu. I did tell you that he also was passionately a part of this football team for five years. And additional accounts have emerged that strongly suggest that the offer that he ended up accepting from the Steelers was their original offer, which was not as high as the Jaguars' two years and six million. There's no dollar figures yet on what Alualu has accepted from the Steelers, but again, he literally took less to come back. So, yay, wonderful, great, right? Now what does it mean for the actual football? This portion of Daily Shot is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, need help with workers' comp, have filed medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been designated as super lawyers, capital S, capital L, for over 15 years. That super lawyer designation, if you've never heard of it, is reserved for only the top 5% of attorneys in Pennsylvania. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. You also can learn more about them online at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. And when you do that, be sure to tell Larry Kelly, my man, that we sent you there. What happens now from the football standpoint? Well, again, hole addressed. Hole that could not have been addressed internally otherwise. I've been... Accused is too strong a word, but it's been suggested by readership and, 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 and listenership that I I was way too uh, enthusiastic about Alualu's relevance to this defense. And you'll have to trust me that I wasn't. Uh, He's that good. He grades among the top seven or eight players at his position in the entire NFL. And he was had for a song, and now he'll again be had for a song. That is a valuable commodity. And it was going to be extraordinarily difficult 
to lose him. I was not making him out to be Aaron Donald. And I wasn't taking his individual uh, abilities and extrapolating them. I was saying that he's important to this defense. And you weren't going to have Isaiah Bugs. You weren't going to have Carlos Davis just jump in there and take his place. Now, they're still going to have to be ready. I still believe that you're going to have to rotate your defensive linemen. You did get lucky if you're the Steelers in 2020 in that Hayward and Tuitt got through the season without injury, particularly Tuitt since he's hurt a lot. And Alu-Alu emerged. I mean, he had the, he had the one injury, and at which point we watched the Steelers' running game or the running uh, defense get gashed relentlessly, which reminded everybody how important he is. But all three of these guys are going to need to be rotated. You're going to need to get other players involved, and that does mean bugs. That does mean Davis. It, but still, still, you've got your three guys, and you have another area that's crossed off the list. So what are your needs now on defense? Well, obviously right outside cornerback. That's number one with a bullet. You've got to either coach up like crazy Justin Lane or you've got to go get somebody or both. You can have Lane and you can have somebody else that's either an insurance policy or someone to legitimately push him. You're not going to go and get yourself a starting corner. Uh, That, as the Steelers found out with Nelson himself, at eight per, can be exorbitantly expensive. You're also going to have to look still, I think, at at slot corner. You do have Cam Sutton back, obviously. Uh, But remember that Cam and Mike Hilton were on the field together a lot last season. So you still need help in that area. I'm still, I've got to have my eyes open at inside linebacker. And maybe that's just a draft thing. You know, maybe this is the one where you say, okay, we're, we're looking for another Devin Bush type. Because we saw what it was like when Bush went down and we had a really hard time adjusting. The Steelers had no replacement, really, for Bush. You could put Robert Spillane out there, but between Spillane and Vince Williams, uh, you know, Ulysses Gilbert, you weren't going to have guys that were going to have that kind of mobility uh, that Bush does to go sideline to sideline, to take away screen passes, to take away other options. And that's an area that it was lacking before at the starter level, ever since Ryan Shazier's injury. But even now with Bush there, it lacks in the depth area. And those linebackers are out there to be had in a draft, and you could show some reasonable patience in bringing them along. No, 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 I do not want an inside linebacker in my top two, maybe not even my top three picks. But I wouldn't mind adding one through the draft who has some of Bush's skill set. What are we missing on defense? What, what what am I missing here? What What's left? Yeah. I mean, you do need your starters to stay healthy, but I can say that about the other 31 teams in the NFL as well. If TJ goes down, 
this discussion is moot. For that matter, I don't, if Alex Highsmith goes down, the discussion is moot. Because you'd be losing your edge rush from one side or, or the other. You have to keep these guys healthy again. And the best way to do that, as I mentioned on Friday's show, is to rotate as much as possible at all positions. And that's going to involve some standard is the standard stuff and certain players rising up and maybe being a surprise. We have seen that happen in the past. But the only position right now on the defensive side of the football, even with, I'm used to saying five losses, four losses to key players, I can still look across the scope of this defense and say that the one thing I'm worried about, the one thing that if the Steelers were to try to address it externally, would be right outside cornerback. That's because the hole has been refilled. When we come back... for just one question and today's comes from coach defense who says dk these talks about the steelers are fun i'm hoping you can find topics as the days pass between free agency the draft if there are otas etc until training camp these have become a daily ritual of mine not always able to listen in the morning but i find them later uh they're very much worth it well first of all thank you uh second of all Man, I mean, it's the Steelers, and there's no such thing as an offseason in professional sports anymore. There just isn't. There are dead periods, uh, especially when teams don't have access to reporters. And in the NFL, in normal times, I should say this is more specific to the Steelers, in a non-playoff year or an early playoff exit year like the one the Steelers just had, you won't really hear much from them in the second half of January all through February and really all of March because they don't comment much uh, about anything related to free agency. The exceptions in there are that Art Rooney has an annual session with select outlets, including DK Pittsburgh Sports. Kevin Colbert has a similar session that comes a little bit after that. Also, select outlets, including DK Pittsburgh Sports. In normal times, these happen uh, in person, like in an office, not in a press conference setting. And they encourage, the Steelers do, that you just kind of talk. You know, that it's more of a dialogue than anything else because they're trying to level with you. They're trying to tell you uh, certain things, uh, maybe even behind the scenes, maybe not for publication, that maybe paints a more accurate picture of what they're trying to do than whatever might be floating out there. They're extremely useful sessions. Then come the NFL owners' meetings, which are usually out in Phoenix and we, uh, as a company, we fly to those, and, and we staff that as well. 
And if you get the sense here, Coach, that I'm kind of scratching off months here, before long, it's the draft. You know, the draft is roughly 40 days away. And then after the draft, almost immediately comes rookie camp. And after rookie camp come OTAs. And then there's another wave of OTAs. And then, you know, Ben comes in. And it's a really big deal. And then there's mini camp. And then then there's another dead period. This is why I'm glad you asked this question because a lot of people don't know this stuff. How can you keep writing about the Steelers all year long? How can you keep talking about them? Here's how. This is how because there are different things to cover along the way. It's not just about games and practices. Then there's another dead period uh, after the last set of OTAs and minicamp. It's about a month in which everybody, coaches, players, executives, across football, I'm talking all 32 teams and the league offices in New York, they just hit the road. They go to Aruba. They go to the beach. They do whatever. They are not working. They are not available. Even the agents, even the agents tune out, if you can believe that. And then it's the start of training camp, and there's like about a four or five day buildup. Everybody's coming back. There are a couple of availabilities. And then we all show up at St. Vincent College, those of us who cover the Steelers, and we watch them arrive, and then it's just football, football, football. So, yeah, there's always, always something. I'm not going to lie. There are episodes that are easier to do than others when there's a lot of subject matter. But the other thing that comes into play here is social media. Uh, News is now generated not necessarily by people like me. News is now generated by the players themselves. Not always for the better, as Chase Claypool showed us last week. And then there's a whole episode there on Chase Claypool. So there's there's always, always something. Uh, You have my word, coach. This thing isn't stopping. I'm not... You know, that doesn't mean I'll never, ever, you know, take a break or a couple days off or a week off or whatever. I'd I'd like to do that someday, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Thanks for listening at any rate. Thanks to everybody for listening. We'll do another Daily Shot of Steelers tomorrow. empowers qualified students to work in full-time paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.